What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Barbershop Talk Podcast. It's me and Dave. Yo, what's up, y'all? So, Dave, we're going to hop right into it tonight, man. I got I got this issue. Well, not really an issue, but a topic that I've been thinking about over the last few days. Right. As someone, you know, me and Dave are fairly young. You know, we shy of 30 in the next year or two. Yeah. And we like to hang out. We like to go out and go to the Waffle House and go to the local diner here and get something to eat after a long night of hanging out, partying, <laughs> and, you know. Just being regular regular people stuff, man. Yeah. And I just can't help but think about that horrific event that took place in, in Tennessee over the weekend, man. And for you all who don't know, naked guy, I won't call his name, you know. I feel like like most politics most politicians don't really call these people's names. So I won't call his name. But naked guy, Caucasian, runs up at a Waffle House at like 319, 325, somewhere like that in the AM in Tennessee with the AR-15. And from the reports that I read, he killed two people outside of the Waffle House, which is just crazy to me. They weren't even in there. They just outside, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody start busting off rounds. And then he goes on the inside and kills two more people. And the report also said that this dude was naked. Only thing he had on was a green jacket. Yeah. And so, like, I just, I just, I can't help but think about, man, that could have been us easily. Well, we just went to to Jake's, Jake's. on Saturday, or probably around the same time that this happened. We were out yeah, we eating were. dinner, or not dinner, excuse me, eating breakfast. Yeah, we was like we were at Jake's at like two thirty or something like that. Yeah, because we didn't get home till like three o'clock. Yeah. And so. Like, at the same time that this was happening, just one state over, it could have been us, man. And so, I kind of want to get your thoughts on the situation. As So, the dude got away, but then, when after the manhunt ended, of course, they brought him in in handcuffs. <laughs> you yeah. know, he had a smile on his face. He really, there was no... He's a threat to America or anything like that. It was just, hey, you know, this guy, let's get him in and bring him in for questioning. Like he had just hit a park bus or something like that. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that situation. And then I also got a follow-up question about one of the heroes that kind of saved the night. Because it could have been way worse than just four people. And I'm not trying to minimize the four lives that that were lost, but... In the grand scheme of things, you know, four is a lot better than everybody. Right, everybody that yeah. was in that in, in that Waffle House at the time. Yeah, and so you know, what what are your initial rea- reactions or your, your initial thoughts after hearing about this? All right, first of all, let me say prayers up to those uh, the victims' families. You know, um, I can't I can't even imagine what getting that phone call would be like. You know, so prayers up for them. But initially, when I first heard about it, I was like, man, this dude is crazy, man. Like, first of all, he naked. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that's out here, like, committing crimes naked. in the middle of the night naked. That's just crazy to me. Like, he's a, he a little bit off. You know, and this just goes back to what we've been, like, dealing with for, I don't know, really the last four years of saying, like, actually probably longer than that, but just, like, gun control, gun laws. 
to me, this guy has shown every indication that he is not mentally capable of owning a gun. So I'm not saying take everybody gun away. I'm a, I am a fan of guns. I'm just saying you should be have to pass some type of background check or like psychiatric evaluation if you're gonna be buying an AR. Like that just first of all, why do you need an AR? Like right. you don't even use you don't use those to hunt. I mean, the only reason you're getting that is to to go to the gun range. So you need to to me you need to to pass some type of evaluation. Yeah. Right, that's neither here nor there. But you know, I just thought it, to me it's just interesting, and I think this is where you're going with this question. It's just mm -hmm. always interesting to me to see how. They deal with um, serial killers that happen to be Caucasian versus, um, you know, let's just say a threatening mm -hmm. uh, person of color. Right. You know, it's just or like, appears to be threatening. Even though, yeah. Because you appear to be threatening to some people, and I'm sure I appear to be yeah. threatening. A perceived to be threat, a uh, person of color versus a, a known serial killer. It just kind of because if I I feel like that dude was a per, if he was a a person of color he'd be dead yeah he'd have got shot on the spot yeah and they would have said um you know what they would they would have said whatever they had to say to make people be okay with it mm -hmm. but because he and I hate to say it man because I'm gonna come off like I'm racist I'm really not but like, I'm coming prejudiced whatever but because he was white man he just they were they arrested him they gave him every opportunity to live you know what I'm saying yeah. so now he gonna get a chance to live. In prison for the rest of his life. Y'all probably like, well, he in prison. I mean, that's no way to live. Well, yeah, tell, that, tell that to the people that's family members dead. Right. That's Absolutely. never going to talk to him again. That got snatched away before it was their time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he, he get the, the good side of that deal. And yeah. I just don't see how that's fair. You know, but yeah. it I just kind of is what it is. That's bull, man. It was, it was not funny. It was interesting. So he was under like a $2 million bond, which... I mean, $2 million is not, like, chump change, but somebody can get you out, you know. Well, that's twenty grand for Something the, like that, yeah. Because you got raised 10%. I think that's 20000 Yeah, so if his family had money, they could have got him out. Now, I did just read something before we started recording that said that it had been revoked. So he's not, he's under, like, whatever, no bond now, so he can't get out. But you, you kill four people, and they give you a $2 million bond. That's, that's ridiculous. Bro, I can sell a little cocaine and get a $2 million bond. Bro, Meek Mill got his bond revoked. And all he did was do some do some willies on his dirt bike as well as break up a fight. And he got his bond revoked. Yeah. That so, just tell you how crazy the justice system is, man. Yeah. So, you know, I think I just think that's crazy to to even think about that. But it, the first person, when you said that if he was black, he would have got killed or anything. I think about the guy who was down in Charleston, South Carolina, and killed all those people in church. Yeah. And they, Dylan Roof. Yeah. They, hands behind his, his back. back. Yeah. Walking through. And from what I remember, the last time I was looking at that case, like he was up for the death penalty, but he made a plea. So now he, he going to be able to live yeah, for the life, rest of his life. Life in prison. Like, and again, that's no life to live, but compared to death. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you, you get three square meals. Your family can still talk to you. Yeah, they know where you at. They can come yeah. visit you. Absolutely. They can still see you. Like that's a whole lot better than I get the phone call at four o'clock in the morning that my young daughter or my young son has been killed by while at the Waffle House getting something to eat. Like not doing anything wrong, not hurting anybody, and he just killed him for no reason. Yeah, Ain't so. That's I just, crazy. That you know that's 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 really tough, and so. I mean, my, but what do you think the answer is, though? Like, what do you think? What? How do you fix it? Yeah, I. 
Honestly, I think I'm again, this may sound sound bad, but even with his AR fifteen, I would have felt like he would have killed more than four people already. Like, unless he was like playing like a little it was it was it was spraying spray praying spray whatever it is called. Oh, okay. So he, he was, was just That's all that, I can think of. He couldn't have been that accurate with that type yeah, of gun. Yeah, with that type of gun, you would think that he would have that he would have done some more damage. I'm yeah. thankfully he didn't do more damage. But I think, like you said earlier, if the only reason you got an AR-15 is to go to the gun range or you're in the military, like, it should be limited to those types of areas. So in the military, you got it, cool. We need you to protect our country. I get it. If you just need it for the gun range, it should only be accessible at the gun range. You can only use the AR-15, AR whatever at the gun range. Once you leave the gun range, you can't use it no more. You got to put it like, in your safe. I don't know. I don't even think you should own it. Like you just. Oh, you saying you got? Yeah, it'll it, be like the bowling alley. <laughs> I go to the bowling alley <laughs> to bowl. I use their ball. I use their shoes. And at the end of it, I don't own it. It's theirs. I just paid a rental fee. Oh, so you saying you shouldn't be able to sell them at all? Yeah, you shouldn't be able to sell them. You should just like the gun range should be able to get them, but I don't think that the common person should have access to it in terms of owning it. Now, if you want to go to the gun range and play around with it a little bit, see what you can do, then I think that's cool. It's like you saying, man, I'm going to go get me a NASCAR race car and just ride that joint on the street and see if I can hit 300 <laughs> on, on 40. That's that's a good analogy. I'm like, what you, you just don't take that on 40. Yeah. You take that to the track, and that's it. Yeah. So I don't think that the, the average American or whoever, anywhere, should just have an AR in their trophy case. Saying, hey, bro, let me show you what I just picked up last night. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have any access to that. So, that's my personal thoughts on it. I'm sure other people on the other side of, of, of the coin will probably be like, nah, like, I need it because I, it's my right to have access to it or whatever. But yeah. in, in, my, in my little mind, you know, as an educated black man, I can't see why you would need a gun of that caliber just for fun. I'm not going to go out into to the woods shooting deer with an AR-15. I agree. Technically, you can own grenades. And you can own rocket launchers. You don't need those things, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's overkill. Stupid. Overkill at some point. You should be able to get hunting rifles yeah, and a handgun. Hand That's all you need. I would actually even give you shotguns. Yeah, yeah you know those three, I, I think, is all you need. Outside of that, I don't understand why you need military-grade weapons. If you want military grade weapons, go be in the military. Yeah. If you want to use those type of, if you want sniper rifles and stuff, go get in the military. Yeah, that's what that's for. You know, so that's just my opinion on it. But you know, again, I'm not, I am not opposed to guns at all. You know, I, I'm I'm country. I, my father owns plenty of guns. Yeah, I got friends that own guns. Not opposed to them at all. I just think that people, you know, unfortunately, humans are are mentally, in some cases, mentally weak. And when you have access to stuff like that, just like you, just like you were saying, if I had access to a NASCAR, I I know for sure you probably be dead. Got, dead, I know, especially if I had it when I was in college. Oh yeah, no, you'd be gone. Three hundred miles per hour on forty at four o'clock in the morning after having a few beers. Yeah, gone. Especially like in between New Bern and Kinston. Yeah, tearing that up. Yeah, gone. And, and I think I could get away from the police now because I'm in a NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you, man. I'm with you. So. Earlier, I said that there was one hero out of this whole thing, man. Yeah. And so, there's a young man by the name of James Shaw Jr. 
this dude who just happened to be at Waffle House, just like me and Dave could have been there, just like your brother, your sister, your aunt, your mama, anybody could have been there, was just there getting some getting some breakfast, and for whatever reason, this the shooter was reloading. Yeah. And James put himself in the line of fire, man, and started wrestling with the shooter as they were as he was trying to reload his uh his AR fifteen, man. Yeah. And so I'm just picturing myself in the Waffle House booth. I hear a couple of gunshots going off. Like the first thing I'm gonna do, my initial reaction is hit the deck. Yeah. And like hit the deck or run. I, I don't even know because I've never been in a place like that where and I've heard gunshots. So I don't know if I'm gonna hit the deck or run, but that's gonna be one of my reactions. Like, what do you think was going through this brother's mind when uh, when this happened? I want to know, like, what he does for a living. Like, what type of life experience he had that he was so cool and calm in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's not most people was going. Most people going to be out. They going to try to run. Mm-hmm. They going to try to you know that people going to try to stampede all on top of each other trying to get away. Right, that's right, most right. people's reaction. Obviously, he was able to keep a level head. And kind of strategically, all right. Let me wait for brother reload, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna jump on him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, to me, it reminds me of when those people hijacked the planes for 9/11. Yeah. And the passengers jumped on them. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the same type of same type of um, heroism, yeah. if you will. You but, know what I'm saying? but can you imagine? So I mean, I've never seen an AR up close. I've only seen what I've seen in movies and TV and stuff like that. But that amount of time to reload is not a lot of time. It probably take like a minute, if that, to like discharge the the uh the cart yeah the cartridge, the cartridge and then get another one in. Yeah. Like so you can't be like, oh I'm gonna go. Oh no nah, I ain't gonna go. Oh give me one more second. Like my guess is that uh buddy the killer was not very good with the gun. Yeah. That's my guess. Cause really it's it's the the way the mag is, it, it you can hit a button, it drops the mag out, you take another one, shove it. Right back I in mean, it's like 10, 15 seconds. It's how it should be. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think this guy was very good. And I so think, he had a little more time. Yeah, he had a little more time and maybe he had the maybe the mag wasn't loaded and maybe he was loading the mag as he was going, which would be yeah. stupid, but who knows? Yeah. He was naked anyway. He might not be yeah. all there. All there, right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? But um no, I don't know, man. Like, I, I would like to think I would do something, but I probably, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, so, the only thing I can go back to is you and I were at a Waffle House one time, and, and I, the Spidey senses was going on. Oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. About so, somebody who had a gun, yeah. but he wasn't using it yet. Yeah, but it was about to go down, though. Yeah. I mean, we had stayed there for, like, five more minutes. Yeah. We would have been in the gun. I really believe we would have been in the gun fight. Yeah. Really believe that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I would think that, um, you know, and this dude probably came up out of nowhere. I'm not sure, but I would think my spidey senses would go off if I see somebody in a green jacket, no pants on at all. Yeah. I'm probably gonna be like, but somebody happened. Let's let's try to make our way out. Now yeah. let's obviously not go towards them, but hopefully there's another exit. The problem Waffle House is usually only one exit. Yeah, unless you go around like through the kitchen or whatever. Yeah, but so. yeah, they say that we're rustled them down. And actually got the gun away from him and threw it over the counter, and so that's how he, oh, the he guy was, the guy was inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made his way inside. Yeah, he had made his way, and he, so he killed two people outside and two people inside. And so after killing the two people inside, I guess he had to reload. 
And so that's when the guy wrestled him down, took the gun, and threw it over the counter. And that's when the shooter ran out butt naked into the woods somewhere or went to his apartment, wherever he went. I, now, once I saw Buddy get on him, I know for sure I would have jumped on him, too. Oh, you so if it was one person on him, then yeah, we stopping him out. If somebody would have went with me, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he can't take both of us. Yeah, true, true, You know true, what I'm saying? Like, and, and honestly, I really believe I could take a flesh room. Because yeah. in that moment, your adrenaline going, going. Yeah. You shoot me in my shoulder, my arm or something, I'm straight. I'm still whooping your butt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I think bro did, he did get some some injuries. So I think he had like a gash on his on his arm yeah. and from the pictures that I've seen he had like a cast on too so I don't know if he broke his arm in the process or what but ain't no telling man like I would like you said I would like to think that I would do something but in, in that split second man I just don't know it depends on me also who I'm with if I'm with some people I feel like could take care of themselves then I may be less apt to have to jump in yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I want the boys and I feel like y'all can handle y'all, y'all can all dip out. We all Yeah, yeah, we can all run out. If I want my girl, then I I, I feel like my best bet is me fight. Yeah. She, I don't think that she's going to be able to get away. Yeah. That Dude, so, would you sacrifice yourself, though? Like, so going into it, I'm assuming that James thought, like, man, I could die. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a real possibility that this dude could be trained. And like snap my neck, yeah. or he could have like a little handgun right here and, and give me, you know, give me two quick ones. Yeah, but, and, and then it's a wrap for you. Like, like in his mind, I'm sure all of those things played out. In my mind, they would. All right, I got. All right, I would not sacrifice sacrifice myself for a bunch of randoms. I, I, that sounds that terrible. Sound, yeah, it sounds terrible. But I, if I don't, if, if it's a, if I'm in there and it's just me and I'm late night, I'm hungry. It's a bunch of randoms people I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sacrificing myself for them. Yeah. So do you? So what do you do though? You know this dude about to reload his AR. Do you try to run or do you play dead? Like what do you do? All right. So I need to know where I'm at, and if I have no chance to get out, it's only one entrance in Waffle House, bro. I, but if I'm that first booth where I'm sitting down, and the, usually they have like four seats where you can wait. Yeah. If I'm in those, if I'm in those tabletops right in by the door, yeah. Or if I'm in them four seats or like the first booth. I'm taking him out because I feel like hitting him, at least hitting him with a stiff arm and running or or wrestling, whatever, is my best bet. Yeah. And I'm a big dude. I feel like I get a running start and I hit you with some shoulder. Yeah. You're going to buy me some time. Yeah. So what if you all the way in the back? So, you know, most Papa House set up the same way. You come in, you can either go to the left or to the right, and all the way down one of those ways, either it's left or right, you go past the, the bar area, the countertop, and you get tucked away in this like back little corner on that. That's the one farthest away from the door. Yeah, farthest away from the door. Like, what you do from way back there? I mean, the articles don't say where this dude was sitting, but what would you do from way back there? I'm dropping down and getting up under the counter. That's the only thing I can do. Try to make a run for it out I, the I back can't door. Because he's blocking me. No, I'm talking. So if he had the door shooting, maybe you could kind of run through the kitchen. I, this is just a guess. I really don't know. Alright, so the way all right, if I look at both Waffle House is built the same way. Yeah. So you come in, turn right, it's a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So you say I'm on the other yeah, end. Yeah, you're on, on the other. left side. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting so that counter wrap around. Yeah. I'm getting under the counter. You know what I'm saying? And then I may 
Because then I have access to the kitchen. Yeah. I would probably wait for him to reload and, and go and dark th- run, th- run through the kitchen. If I can't get out for some reason, I'm going to go in one of the walk-in freezers. So I just know that from working in a restaurant. Oh, yeah. That, that joint thick, bro. Like, I don't believe I don't think a bullet getting through, the, through that yeah. freezer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go in the freezer. And I'm just going to... I'm afraid that he will come in there. Yeah, I'm just going to hold it down until, until I, I hear him stop shooting. Yeah. And yeah. then... Um, just kind of go from there. But again, it all depends on who I'm with. Yeah. You know, kind of the situation. Like, it depends on where I'm sitting, the location, and all that. Because, again, if I'm with, like, a child or if I'm with my, my girl, then I got to approach it totally different. Because I got to, you got to try to, like, like, if you was in there with Reagan, you would have to try, your best opportunity, her best opportunity to survive. Would probably be you try to fight this dude. Oh, yeah, I got to fight him. Buy her some time. That's your best yeah, opportunity. I got to fight him. Yeah. yeah, I gotta fight them straight out. Yeah, that's interesting, man. So yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I just really wanted to get Dave's thoughts on this. Like I said, we go to Waffle House and to the local diner all types of night, man. And so this is something that that could have very well been us. And I don't want to take it take it lightly to think that it was just one state over, and that you know we exempt from some Tom Dick or Harry. Coming into the Waffle House just on any given night. You know what's crazy is though, like I agree. I mean, this this could very well have been us. Could be us in the future. I hope to God it's not. But I actually don't like. I still feel safe Taking most times. Yeah. And I still I don't even like. I don't even consciously think about stuff like this. Like. Yeah. I mean, I feel for the people, the victims, the people that that's happened to. But most of the time in my day to day life, man, I just be like going through life like nobody not gonna bother me. Yeah. Nah, I'm with you, man. I'm sure they probably thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, a couple of the people were just workers. You know, they worked at the restaurant. So, they probably thought, hey, man, it's another 7 to 7. I'm going to yeah. be in here, do my 12, and get on out of here. And so, you know, I just, I feel for them. I really do. I feel for the family. So, I got the article pulled up, and I actually want to read off their names before we close out, man. So, we're going to dedicate this podcast to the four members who, who lost their lives at, in, in Tennessee. So it's Aquila De Silva, age 23, the Ebony Groves, age 21, Joe Perez, age 20, and Torian Satterland, age 29. So we want to dedicate this this podcast to them and to their families, man. And we uh we we pray and hope we know losing a family member is never an easy thing, but we pray that that God gives you all the the grace, the peace, and the mercy to get through this, man. And so with that, we'll catch y'all next week, man. Take it easy.